to entertain you, we'll sing your songs. Hey there, are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. And welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. This week, we are talking about a movie that gives us the most intense, insane 3D effects you've ever (laughs) seen. Do you want a frisbee flying straight at your face in slow motion? We got that shit. Do you want a microphone that just weirdly points directly at you and then just hangs out there for about five seconds? We got that shit too. Do you want a weird monster that spits fire in someone's face for no explainable reason? That is also there. We've got Amityville 3D. As picked by Brian. So, Brian, besides all of the extreme cool 3D effects, why did you pick Amityville 3D? I don't remember. It was when you <laughs> first asked me to be on the show. And I think that I was, I think this falls under the category of not knowing what the show is about. And I went on Google and I said, what are the worst horror movies out there? Because that's what these guys want to discuss. And we found this. And boy, did it not disappoint for that because this movie is terrible. It is the movie that stopped the Amityville films from being released in theaters until the remake in 2005. This movie was actually my first Amityville movie because it's a PG-13 movie. So I was like, okay, that should be fine to rent. And I don't think I ever finished it because boy, is it boring. It is a slow, slow movie. Which, like, the best part is the last, like, five minutes of the movie, but it, it could have been a 20-minute short to get me there. I didn't need the full 85 minutes to get me there. But this is something. This is something. Scott, is you've something. been weirdly quiet. Let's. What are, what are your thoughts on Amityville 3D? 
Oh, I'm sorry. I was having an out-of-body experience with how stupid this film was. <laughs> this is also known as Amityville the Demon, which I feel like they changed the name just to explain where the fuck that creature came from. In Dude, the last if there would have been more of that, I would have been all about it. Yeah. You know, like, the, this movie is just... Here's the thing about... And I've said this before about, about Haunted House movies. They, they've got to be absolutely terrifying for me to give a shit. Because I just don't really like haunted house movies. But you give me a Conjuring or a... I don't fucking know. Like, The Conjuring is what comes to mind. But, like, you know, you give me a scary, an actually scary, unnerving haunted house movie. And it's the best thing in the world, right? To me. But there is no happy medium. It's either complete shit like this or the original Amity or basically any haunted house movie. So the worst part about this movie... I mean, there's a lot to hate about this movie, but it's the false advertising of it. Brian, do you remember the VHS box for Amityville 3D? With the hand is it the, with the hand? Out? Yeah, so it's the cover is the house with a demon hand coming out, and then the back of the box, the only picture on the back of the box is the guy getting pulled into the water yeah. by the demon. So yeah. I'm like, yo, this movie's going to be fucking wild when I was a kid renting it. It and wasn't. Then I was like, what <laughs> is this? This is so... Now, I will say this thing. This is like one of the first thoughts that came into my head when I hit play on this movie. I get the appeal of the actual Amityville house. Like, it is a creepy, weird, architecturally built house. But that's where mm-hmm. my praise stops for this movie. So then... I like the original Amityville a lot. You know? Yeah, for, it's 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 I like mean, for 30 minutes is. too long for sure. But, it's about 50 minutes too long. Yeah, it's but, very long. But I will not say that the best part of that movie is the fly scene. So I don't know why that's like... They would do it twice. The, <laughs> yeah, why they would do it twice. Plus, like, yeah, it's a haunting movie. But you know what makes a little bit sense? A, a priest trying to bless a house that's getting fucking attacked by flies. And then a voice tells him to get out and he runs away. Not fly sucking the soul out of a human being until they're dead. That makes no sense. Well, the thing that really bothers me about this movie as well is, like, the idea that almost everyone dies outside of the house. Like, that the house (laughs) is actively controlling the entire world to protect itself. Like, that is so insane. But, like, I also think that this movie, like, the 3D... I, I said it in the beginning as a joke, but, like, honestly, the movie just feels like, oh, it's part three... 3D is really popular. Figure out a way to make this 3D. Because like 99% of the movie is just like the most mundane 3D shit. Not even being used in like a jump scare way or anything. It's literally like the only other movie that I could compare it to is like Friday the 13th 3D is the same way. Where it's like just a dude playing with a yo-yo for some reason. Like it's just like, like, oh shit, we got to really get our money's worth out of these fucking cameras. Like at least Jaws 3D. There's a lot to hate about Jaws 3D, but at least Jaws 3D, like, seemingly realized what they were doing with the cameras and had, like, you know, things that made sense in the movie plot, like a killer whale jumping up at the screen or, like, the floating arm and the floating fish heads and stuff like that. Like, they actively tried to do something with the subject matter to make sense instead of just being like, fuck, we haven't had a 3D shot in 10 minutes. Shove this boom mic into the camera real quick and we'll just hold on it for a little bit. Yeah, just in case just in case the audience is looking at their shoelaces. Let's just really hold it so they don't miss this great fucking thing. It was like a 3D ride at Dutch Wonderland. You know, like... <laughs> 
That's exactly it was like I thought that the whole time I was watching it was that this is like when you go to like a Bush Gardens or like pretty much a not Disney World park and they have a 3D attraction that's been sitting there since like 1994 where like mm-hmm. there was still something exciting just about having a thing pop out of the screen so it's like just throwing everything like the plot line is just based on how many things can we make this character in this ride accidentally drop stuff at the camera and nothing mm-hmm. else like the, the the fucking frisbee shot specifically drove me insane because it is like the slowest moving frisbee i've ever seen mm-hmm. captured <laughs> well at least that means you can catch it right yeah, I'm, yeah. Hey, I'm not bad at frisbee you no know, no i don't I mean you particularly things, i just mean but- no, no, no. Uh, sorry. I, as soon as I said that, I was like, shit, that sounds mean. What yeah. I meant was literally anyone could catch it. Listen, ladies out there listening, I can't do a lot of things. I can't swing a baseball bat. I can't catch a football. <laughs> but if you need a man that can catch a Frisbee and kick a hacky sack, I'm your guy. Oh, my God. Or Matt a dog. Kelly. You can get a dog. A dog can catch a Frisbee. Uh, sorry, but I thought you were going to say that he could kick a dog. I was like, fuck, what? <laughs> no, but a dog can't kick a hacky sack, so that's one thing where I'm better than a dog. Boom. Um, but a dog is less needy, and I need to feed them and take them out every day. <laughs> <laughs> that is also sadly accurate. So the movie opens with the two main characters, uh, including Tony Roberts, just whatever he's doing in this movie, uh, just trying to shut down the big Amityville scam and what an absurd multi-layered scam it is oh you mean the floating cotton ball yeah the floating cotton ball the guy in an all black leotard holding it on a fishing line you've seen me (laughs) just like your entire plan falls apart with the slightest lightning bolt like you're like it's such a bad bad plan it's a bad scheme and then they're like they got thousands of dollars pulling this scheme it's like man people are dumb (laughs) (laughs) which is no more different than how i feel looking at the news in 2020 political humor uh (laughs) but then they find the gateway to hell which is just a hole in the basement floor that someone tried to cover up with, what, two pieces of wood and call it a day. Yeah, come on now. I know who did that. It's fucking Brian. Brian's like, oh, I just found the the tunnel to hell. Um, um, uh, Here are some boards that I found literally right next to it. That'll do. (laughs) Now I can go back to sitting on the couch. Yeah, Jade's like, did you cover up the the portal to hell? I'll get to it. Brian, seriously, I need you to really cover it up our whole family will die if you don't all right i'll take care of it you got any wood <laughs> here's a piece of wood you know what i th- that's the thing though is that if they would have gone away from this being so much like shit that happens off screen or is supernatural like cheapo supernatural by being like a ghost you know because ghosts don't you know that, that doesn't you have to you don't have to see a ghost do anything for people to just react to the the death or whatever you know like the what the the priest that got his soul sucked out by um flies they're like oh he just he 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 died of a heart attack i i i, I watched him die I, and then you just stay in the house that's not weird yeah, but yeah. The, the the thing about it is that if they would have been like okay there's a portal to, he- portal to hell and something's gonna come out of it why don't they have the thing come out of it stalk around the house and make it a half monster movie half like demon supernatural mm. movie like Ooh, there are so many I'd ways of it. and and you could also make it 3d by having things pop out 
Nothing about this movie works. Nothing about it. No. Like, even... There's a scene... My jaw dropped while watching this scene. There's a and scene... And not in a good way. No, not in a good way. There's a scene where the main character's co-worker is wandering around his new house, the Amityville house. But the music... This is supposed to be a suspenseful scene, and the music is, like, the most playful, like... Like, noise in the background. And I was like... Who was the music supervisor on this? Who was watching Me. this scene and was like, <laughs> was like, we we need a plucky, playful song for this suspenseful scene. <laughs> like it's like had the first up until up until his because whatever the guy has the heart attack, gets attacked by flies, whatever. Up until the girl getting caught on fire, most of this movie is like the ghosts are just playing like like they're punking them. Like, that's all that's happening. Yeah. Like, him in the elevator is out of fucking Roger Rabbit. Like, that is not a scene out of an actual horror movie with the shots of him, like, flying up to the ceiling and then, like, cowering down on the ground. Like, it is insane. Now, I do, I enjoy the 3D skeleton after she's caught on fire. That was one of the, like, two things I liked because I just, I love me a skeleton. Let me see her bones. You didn't like the, you didn't like the score, Matt? I enjoyed it. It was more fun. It made them. It made it made it more enjoyable. They're like, "What was that?" Well, we walk around the house like a skibidi, <laughs> looking for the ghost like a skibidi. It's not far off from what it actually is. Also, can we take a moment? Because I didn't recognize her for a second. That Meg, Meg Ryan. Ryan is in this. How did you not movie? recognize Meg Ryan? She looks like Meg Ryan since she was, came out of the fucking womb. I don't know what. There was like a second. I was like, "Huh, she looks familiar." And then like a couple seconds later, I was like. That's Meg Ryan. <laughs> so I, my note is Meg Ryan slumming it. Um, and I also, right before that, I said Matt 100% picked this because the lady from Full House is in it, not realizing that Brian picked this. I thought yeah. you picked it because of the, the shitty 3D. But um, yeah, Brian also gave us a great little insight into the fact that this is coming. Now where it's recording. We're a few days after her, her going to prison. She went to prison this week and her first night was weepy, but she's coming along. That's what the latest news report was. <laughs> wow. You'd think that it was a slow news week, but... but 2020 has yet to have a slow news week. Yeah. So, uh, but yes, we get to hear about the girl from Full House having a weepy time in the slammer. Which is just that whole case is so fucking funny to me because, like, I worked at a university that had a lot of fucking donors. And if you don't think that those donors, fucking bum ass kids, got into fucking Villanova because of how much money they were given. Like that is the racket that colleges run. And you just threw this washed up actress who was just on her comeback in prison for doing what rich people do all the time. It's not yeah. fair, but it's just the way it works. I went to a private college. Do you know how many rich new England fuckers you could like pick out of a crowd? Mm -hmm. Half the time, like they didn't make it past the second semester of freshman year, but that you're not wrong. That is the way the business is run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've been not, this has been happening since college was created. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the Pee Wee Herman jerking off in a movie theater type situation. It was, where it's wasn't like, it a porn theater anyway? Yeah, it was a porn theater. So it's like See, everybody jerks off in porn yeah, theaters. It's, he didn't get arrested because he was jerking off in a porn theater. He got arrested because he was Pee Wee Herman jerking off in a porn theater. Like, well, he wasn't in the Pee Wee outfit, so let's not go that far. But that's what I mean. He, like, he was Paul Rubens doing a thing, and, like, if this woman wasn't 
you know, Aunt Jessie or whatever the hell her name is on Full House, it would have just been like a, hey, stop doing that. <laughs> like a little yeah. slap on the wrist. Hey, with, with great power comes great responsibility. Don't you like, quote Uncle Ben. <laughs> I've heard that quote too many times, and it should not apply to anyone on the Full House set. <laughs> hey, Matt, cut it out. <laughs> no! God damn it. It's the Full House podcast where we tell you everything about Full House. I love the fact that within the last month, the singer of the show has become Brian after railing on Matt for being the singer of the show. I don't sing show tunes. I sing. That was a show tune. No, but it's the news. I just, I educate people. Alanis (laughs) Morissette's hit song, You Oughta Know, is about Uncle Joey, allegedly. (laughs) I can't confirm that, but I read it on a Reddit. Okay. Anyway, so that's a Amityville 3D, uh, also known as Tweed the movie, because (laughs) literally no one wears normal clothes. Everyone is wearing Tweed in this film. I want a Tweed jacket. No, you don't. I promise you don't. They are very uncomfortable. But the the Tweed elbows. You know what I mean? No, no, no. Those are those are suede elbows on a Tweed jacket. Yeah, that's. I had had one of those when I was. I think the. I think that we found one at Goodwill or something, and I wore it to a, a, a junior high dance. And um, I think that I also was wearing Dracar Noir uh, because that's what every boy in 1996 wore. And if you are wearing that in 2020, you need to stop it because that shit smells like absolute gasoline. But yeah, so uh, you don't want to wear tweed, I promise. Uh, but then I'll look fancy, it. and people will be like, wow, who's this fancy guy? And I'll be like, I'm from the You Got It Misters podcast where we bring you everything full house like <laughs> this. No, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> uh, you know the- what Brian would do, though? He would be like wearing a tweed jacket with a pair of fucking sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> You're damn right. Dude, I washed my Tommy Bahama wrong. I don't know what I did, dude. I did something when I washed it, and it just isn't comfortable anymore, and I don't know what to do. Maybe lose weight. I did. I lost too much weight. I'm 190 now. I was 216 when I got married. Well, I'm proud of you. Wow. Damn. Yeah. I'm proud of you. All right. So we already talked about how the, the, the demon that jumps out of the puddle and blows fire into somebody's face is pretty much the highlight of this entire movie. I gave a shout-out to the skeleton um, is there any other moments that gave you even a glimmer of like, eh, that wasn't so bad? Um, there's a line here that I wrote down, and I or I don't fucking know. These are lines that I wrote down that I'm assuming that they were lines in the film. But one of them is sa- it says, did you know you can have sex with a ghost? Um, yes, I knew that, but I don't remember why they're discussing that. I assume it's Lori and Meg talking about it because... Every teenage girl wants to talk about sex, which makes no sense to me. That's like going back to my best friend as a vampire where every boy has had sex in high school. No, it's all a fallacy. <laughs> I just said fallacy. Eh. Uh, I, I mean, I believe that that teenage girls talk about wanting to have sex. I believe that all women talk about wanting to have sex. I just don't ever think that I'm part of the equation when they're having that conversation. Listen, I don't think that women talk about or want to have sex they just do it because they think that they're supposed to have sex with us you know mm-hmm. like i think that women might talk about having might talk about having sex with men but what they're really wishing for is ha- like a tiktok lesbian to come and sweep them off their feet that's probably mm-hmm. so anyway uh the other thing i have is right after that some st- sex starved ghost with boobs up to here was that a line in this movie 
It may have been. There was a lot of fast forwarding for me during this. Yeah, because like right after that, I said I cannot give less of a shit about this movie, um, and that's my last note. So well, I don't know where I was in the like chronology of the film. Yeah, but, like for me, yeah. for me, the only other moment that I was like, oh, you know what? I'll give this a shout out on the show. It, it's it's whatever. Uh, it's another jump scare. It's, it involves a puddle again. But it's uh, a nightmare sequence where the, like, burnt Oh, the up, dead, yeah. Yeah, the, it just pops up. Ah! <laughs> I was shocked that they killed his daughter in this movie. <laughs> I, I really thought, as we got to the last scene, I was like, okay, so we're doing, like, a poltergeist deal, right? Like, they're going to pull her out of that pu- that puddle, and then that'll be the happy ending of the movie. No, there's no happy ending. They just get out. <laughs> they get out. The daughter's still dead. We're supposed to be happy that this divorced couple's daughter died, and maybe they'll get back together with their combined grief, which never that happens. That sounds like a win. Yeah, that that doesn't ever happen. But, yeah, so that was Amityville 3D, a.k.a. Amityville the Beast, a.k.a. possibly the worst in the entire franchise. Mm-hmm. Wait, was it the Beast or the Demon? The Demon, whatever. I am having just a hell of a week. <laughs> We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Brian, you picked this bad boy. What double feature are you thinking you want to pop on? I put this with House. To, to give myself you a do good old house. day. I, I do enjoy House. House is fun. I, I, that's not a bad choice. So here's the thing. Last week, we talked about Spookies. <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah. Is Spookies a bad movie? Totally. Could Amityville 3D have used some of the shit that we saw in Spookies? Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to double feature this with Spookies. Amityville 3D is really missing some fart and muck monsters and a spider woman and a ton of other really crazy things. Uh, and so we just get one really good looking demon that jumps out and of the water. And you don't even, you barely even see it. Some, some poor fuck in the FX department spent two weeks on that and some poor bastard 
stuntman was like, okay, I'm going to have to hold my breath, live in this goo for 10 minutes while we take about 10 of these shots, and I'm going to show up for 15 seconds Oh, and probably, out, let's not even forget the hours of probably getting put into the full yeah. prosthetic. Yeah. The amount of time spent for what is a 10-second shot, which in their defense is the only memorable thing about the entire movie, is insanity. But yeah, Spookies, Scott, how about you? What's your double feature with this? Uh, I'm going to go with The Gate because it Ooh. felt like, you know, a hole in the ground. Good call. You know what? It's so funny. When we were doing the polls earlier this year, I was like, man, I remember we had a lot of fun talking about The Gate, and I barely remember that movie again. Like, that movie is one of those movies that I always enjoy when I'm watching it, and then it's like complete brain dump like a couple weeks after I've watched it. Brian. What is something yeah. that you watched and want to talk about? Or you still got nothing for us? I, I got nothing, man. I'm sorry, guys. You're failing I'm sorry. Me. You're failing me. I, uh, that's listen, fine. at least I watched the shows that's or the true. movies that we're supposed to watch. It's true. You did watch what we needed to watch. Uh, I mean, this is our episode right before we drop not one, but two Christmas movies. So I have been doing a giant Christmas binge of all of these movies but i wanted to talk about one that i had always known of but had never watched until this year i'll be home for christmas starring jonathan taylor thomas which is on disney plus and i found the movie to be an absolute delight this may be because the first song you hear in the movie is that the douchey chad guy pulls up in his truck and he's fucking blasting blink 182's i won't be home for christmas but, I mean, that right out the gate made me be like, all right, I'll give this some attention. <laughs> I actually did watch a movie this week that I forgot to bring up. I watched for the first time. I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> Tell me about it. Uh, it is, wow, I, Saving Mr. Banks. I watched Saving Mr. Banks. Oh, that's a, and yeah, it's a nice movie. It's a very nice movie. I, I liked it. I watched it in fabricated. four settings. But is it very nice yeah is it she, fabricated? Was, she hated the mary poppins if you do even like a little bit of research on the woman who wrote it she thought that that movie was the biggest piece of trash that's ever been created so so it wasn't completely fabricated it was just the third act was fabricated because yeah, she didn't seem her... to like it very much throughout the entire movie yeah here's the thing they do a very creative retelling is that she did leave the movie premiere crying <laughs> but mm -hmm. it wasn't crying because she was like i was wrong this whole time this is such a beautiful representation of my character but it was literally that she thought that they had done so much damage to the character of mary poppins that she wouldn't have a career anymore so well so they took a little wrong. bit of creative license <laughs> they're like well she cries at the end we don't have to say why she's crying we'll just let yeah. the audience jump to their own conclusion <laughs> gotcha gotcha well i enjoyed it yeah it was fine so scott what have you watched this week that you want to promote? I want to talk about Gate 2, uh, oh. The Trespassers. Oh, what? wow. Your double feature comes with a, uh, a little extra piece. I love this. Yeah, that's probably also why it was on my <laughs> mind. But yeah, Gate 2, The Trespassers is a, um, a contender for 2022 on this show. It's, um, it's more fun than it should. I, I never had seen it until Scream Factory sent me a blue of it. And I was like, this is not for like a sequel that no one talks about. It ain't bad. 
No, it's really not. Like, it's kind of a fun time. It has, it. they couldn't get Steven Dorff back for the second one. So that's fine. Uh, so they focus on his buddy uh, from the first one, whose voice is only more um, abrasive in the second one. But it's just, it's fine, you know? Like, and there's also a lot of troll shit in it, which I think is really funny. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed Gate 2, The Trespassers. It is definitely on my long list for HMN. I think that I probably have 12 movies queued up <laughs> in front of it right now. So, uh, we'll see. But then I also, I realized that I never mentioned this, but have we all seen Borat's subsequent movie film yet? I yes. Haven't. What is your problem? I'm sorry. It's free. It's free to watch. I know. I know. Dude, and it is, it's fucking great. Like, I <laughs> had very, very low expectations for it. And Borat's daughter is just mwah, fucking amazing. Um, she, yeah. she really makes the movie. Beca- and, like, that's why it works is because Sasha Baron Cohen knew that uh, he could not pull off a second one without like someone to do a lot of the heavy lifting as far as the cringe comedy goes. And Brian, were you watching the father daughter dance with your like hands half over your eyes like I was? So the father daughter dance got me. There's two <laughs> so things that made my jaw drop. Uh, and I do not get like, I don't see things as like, oh, that's fucking offensive. You know what I mean? Like, that's so offensive. The father-daughter dance and then the scene at the temple, I got so uncomfortable watching. So I had a lot harder time watching the second one thinking like, this is unscripted. And I do know that the the old Jewish lady, he did explain after the fact, I guess. After that the it fact. Was, you know, there's but. there's one scene, there's one specific character that it's like you are scripted. Well, there's two. There's no way that the house that he stayed at. Oh, absolutely not. You know, and and yeah. it's just like, and that's fine. You know, it it moves yeah. the story along, but I just felt like it was just a little. It just felt a little bit more obvious what is real and what's not in the uh, in the second one. But it's still it's still supremely uncomfortable to watch a certain number of these scenes, and so funny. I laughed so hard, and and it just I mean it's one of those movies that's really a flash in the pan kind of movie. You can't really mm-hmm. watch it and in in six months and be like, man, that was like topical. But that's not what it's about. You yeah, know? like Sasha Baron, or I should say the Borat comedy, like the Sasha Baron Cohen, that his comedy, because he's a phenomenal actor, it just falls under the same category as Jackass. So it's tough when I think it's great. Like Dictator just didn't work. Oh, yeah, Dictator was bad. You know what I mean? It's like, no, you need it to be pranks. Like your 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 cast needs to be unsuspecting people or it's just not funny. The humor's not funny as like a, full-length film i haven't even watched his like spy movie because i was so unimpressed by the dictator that i haven't watched it i feel like a big thing for me with those types of movies is like it sucks but like the reason why like i know that it's unscripted in something like jackass versus something like bruno a lot of the time is like picture quality yeah i mean like Uh, yeah like Mm -hmm. if it looks like it's someone hiding 
in the distance filming, then it's probably an unscripted real thing. But like, if it's pristine HD cameras, then I find it a hard time to think that someone is saying as awful of things as they're saying, knowing that they're in front of like a full camera crew. Like they can't play the like, well, I didn't know. It's like, there was like four dudes there with cameras and microphones. Yeah. So (laughs) I don't like, I think the thing with this is America or who is America? Oh, who is America? Is, oh my God! Yeah, I think that they were all assuming that it was going to be aired in a different country, so they mm-hmm. didn't care. But yeah, man, like that shit—that shit is not fucking like people have lost their fucking jobs. Good, uh, because good, of that they're show. pieces yeah. of shit. I think one of the funniest ones was he—he—he he, he failed at one Republican, but it worked so fucking well for the episode, and it was this stuffed toy guns. Where he's yeah. teaching kids how to handle guns, and he's sitting down with the guy. He's like, "So you want me to approve this?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "You're gonna have fi- have a tough time finding a politician who knows nothing about this product that's just gonna endorse stuffed animal guns." And then it was just the montage of every single one he got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan was raving about that when it came out, and he just said, "Like the the guts, the guts that that dude has to like just go all in on a bit." Uh, yeah. You gotta love it. All right, so that was Amityville 3D, also known as The Demon, came out in 1983, and it is not good. And we're about to talk about some Christmas movies that are in a weird <laughs> realm of not good as well. Uh, one is a re-rental, so try to figure out what that one is. Uh, and the other one we had been putting off because it was a little too new for us but you know what we're running out of stuff to talk about for christmas so we are going to watch a film from just five years ago i'm sure through math you will figure it out but i can tell you real quick um uh, by the time this comes out i've either been on or will soon be on the jersey ghouls podcast uh for their christmas month with my christmas 365 co-host dylan and we got it. We had to talk about fucking better all. Uh, better watch out. Better watch out. What a piece of trash. Fuck yeah. that movie. We will never talk about that movie at our movie night. I just oh, no. wanted to state that. Holy shit, what a bad movie. Anyway, check us out at hmnpodcast.com uh, for all of our links to our social media accounts and such. And you know what? Head over to patreon.com backslash hmnpodcast where we're going to talk about some of the worst 3D effects we've ever seen. All right. Thanks. Bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along.
What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 